That was America the Beautiful, I guess a tune just about the old US of A, with our mate Willie Nelson, the famous American tune. Recently in Australia for the International Media Marketplace in Sydney, Brand USA's Senior Vice President of Integrated Marketing, Stacey Melman, took time to speak with our reporter Helen Hayes about the market for travel into the United States. Stacey explains how Australians are an important target market for the USA. First of all, can you tell us a bit about your role? Because it's a bit of a mouthful. Yes. Well, Helen, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm the Senior Vice President of Integrated Marketing at Brand USA. It is quite a mouthful, but an incredible responsibility that I'm very privileged to, to have. Well, we won't get into what integrated marketing is. <laughs> but where about are you from? Obviously, in the States. Yeah, I was born and raised in Texas, in Dallas. I lived in Austin for several years, and now I'm a Florida resident, and I live in Tallahassee. Are you weird because you lived in Austin? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. As I say, that's Austin's mantra, keep Austin weird. That's right, keep it weird. <laughs> that's funny. So how long have you been with Brand USA? I've been with Brand USA for three months. Well, not long then. No, not long at all. I've been in the tourism industry for about 12 years. I was working at Visit Florida um, prior to that, and I was the chief marketing officer at Visit Florida for several years leading up to this position at Brand USA. Oh, that's pretty cool. So just for the listeners, what exactly is Brand USA? Because everyone says, oh, Brand USA this, Brand USA that. But what exactly is your role, yeah. Brand USA? Great question. Uh, Brand USA is essentially the national tourism office for the United States, so similar here to Tourism Australia. Our responsibility is to drive inbound international visitation to the U.S. Uh, and to uh, effectively communicate U.S. travel policies as well as make sure that visitors who come to the U.S. feel welcome. Oh, well, that's... that's um quite the job. There's so much to see yeah. in the States. We'll get into that a bit later. So since life has, you know, turned into a bit more what we would say the new normal, has there been a change in Australian visitor trends at all, just, you know, anecdotally? Yeah, absolutely. What we're seeing from the Australian market is really uh, a couple of things, a focus on, a focus on luxury experiences are uh, really finding the bespoke, unique experiences like a, a private tour of an art gallery, a chef's table dinner at a winery, those kinds of experiences. Focus on the great outdoors. So really an opportunity to um, go and experience uh, the nature and the wildlife of the U.S. and our wonderful national and state parks, oh, yes. um, as well as our incredible city park es escapes. Um, and then I would say sports tourism is a really big uh, piece that we're seeing, kind of an exploration of American sports and the culture around uh, surrounding American sports. Well, I think Australians always love, you know, if they're going to Chicago, they'll go to Wrigley Field, or if you're in Boston, you'll go to... Um, a Celtics game? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, Red, the Red Sox, to see the Red Sox play, okay. that is such Only a great baseball. field. What's it called? Oh, my gosh, I can't remember. I've forgotten. Anyway, so any city, you can go to ba basketball, football, whichever football that is. <laughs> and you got basketball and ice hockey. I always love to go see an ice hockey game. Yeah. But then if we're um, talking about sports, so, you know, you've got a bit of it coming up in your future. In 26, you got the World Cup with Mexico and Canada. I know. How lucky are and we? And <laughs> that is going to be so good. And you've got the Olympics, you know, that little thing called the Olympics that back in LA yep. in 28. Yeah. So sports tourism, you're finding that's growing from grassroots, you know, in town, let's go watch the local team play to the bigger events. Like, do you get many Aussies at the Super Bowl, for instance? 
I don't know the exact stat of that, but like I just met somebody yesterday here uh, who said his friends went, and so I would believe that lots of Australians who can afford a Super Bowl ticket are, <laughs> are taking the opportunity to be there. I guess it was good this year because we had two Aussies there. <laughs> but what I did hear is that uh, pickup uh, from the media perspective, so people who watch the Super Bowl in Australia was up 50% year over year. So I think there's a lot of interest from Australians to go and experience and, and watch uh, the U.S. sports while they're yeah. uh, even at home. Well, I think a lot more people watched this year because we had Jordan Malaita and the other Australian guy, who I can't remember his name, who, of course, both appeared in the Super Bowl. Oh, amazing. So, amazing. Yeah. But I, w- I would say that generally, like, the something like the World Cup and the U.S. Olympics are really big sporting um, opportunities for the U.S. So for us to attract international visitation um, around those events, give uh, travelers an opportunity to experience more than just those uh, sporting events. They can add on to their trip and experience oh, other things. Yeah. But there's, there's so much of a culture around sports in addition to those big ones. So think about tailgating around football games, college football games, um, or even American football games, just on professional football games. That's a really unique experience. Uh, F1 racing is now really emerging in the U.S., uh, in Vegas, in Miami, and Austin. Uh, so really just incredible opportunities. I think MMA is, UFC is really big in the U.S., um, so really cool things for Australians to visit and experience. Oh, that's for sure. Well, I will go to a – I've been to a baseball game once. I've never been to an NFL game, so I'll have to give that a shot next time. So we've talked about sports. What about some of the emerging places that um, anecdotally Australians are going to in the States? Like, you know, they've done New York. They've done LA. They've done Vegas probably. Yeah. They've probably skied Aspen or somewhere. So Let's hope so. What are some <laughs> of the emerging places? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's – so much of the United States that uh, Australians can visit, and I, I would really encourage um, Australians to really explore opportunities and places beyond the gateways. Um, in fact, within the U.S., you can go within five hours of any gateway, you can experience so much. But let me tell you about five places. Yeah. Okay. The first one is Rhode Island. Um, that's uh, a place maybe that Australians maybe haven't heard of. Um, you can fly into New York. You can go up to Rhode Island. There's uh, beaches, unbelievable historic mansions, um, really great oysters. Uh, so really, really unique um, experience. It's the smallest state in the U.S., but incredible beauty. Mm. Uh, the next place that I would suggest is Cincinnati. So uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, it's a collection of really charming neighborhoods, really great local cuisine, uh, art culture, things like that, wonderful downtown. Uh, third, Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, love Fort Worth. Fly into, fly into Dallas on a Qantas flight. Um, just 30 minutes outside of Dallas is Fort Worth. Uh, experience the great Western culture of cowboy culture, your boots. The Fort Worth Stockyards, Rodeo experience, even beyond that, 30 minutes beyond Fort Worth in Beaumont, in Beaumont Texas. So this is near where I grew up. Ah, the ranch. Um, <laughs> There's Beaumont Ranch, isn't there? Yeah, you can experience horse riding, skeet shooting, all those kinds of really Americana experiences. Um, Sonoma County. They're known for their wine region. However, there's incredible hiking, dramatic Pacific Ocean views, things like that. A bit of mining history there too, is there? It's around Sonoma or certainly around that area? Doesn't That's matter. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. We'll just focus on the wine, right? <laughs> That's what I would it's be good focusing wine. on. And the, yeah. shelling, and the shelling on the beaches. 
Um, and then I would also say the final place is Charleston, South Carolina. Um, for me, it's really a hidden gem. Um, great beaches, nature experiences, gardens, uh, things like that. I think that those are probably five places that Australians are less familiar with, but worth exploring. Yeah, Rhode Island would I'd definitely like to go there. I think there's a lot of sailing around there too, isn't there? Yeah. Is there Rhode Island? Yeah, I'm pretty yes. sure there is. Anywhere up there from New York, New York State, they've got a lot and carrying on. There's yeah, a side of the coast I haven't been too much. But you can continue fabulous. into Maine. Lobster yeah. season. Oh, yeah. So has there been a change in the type of trips undertaken? Like, is there people more road tripping? They're doing more slow travel. They're spending a lot of time in smaller places. Yeah, I think I think that exactly. I think there's a, a much more focus on intentional localization, which we're calling it. Um, so really embedding yourself more into the market, the slow travel, getting to know a place, but also understanding that your money goes a long, a long way when you spend it locally in local shops, with local guides, local restaurants. Uh, some travelers are even investing in volunteerism, so spending a day or two on their uh, day or two on their trip, um, doing some local volunteer work to leave their community better than they found it. Um, I'd also say a focus on wellness is really important. So travel helps you become a, a better person, um, helps you find your best self. So I think that's why there's a part of the outdoors that is really focused on like, you know, helping yourself feel better and, and have maybe quiet solitude moments. Uh, that's an important piece. Any road trips um, are really also uh, incredibly um, important, but also, uh, you know, kind of new to travelers. I think Aussies love uh, a, great, a great road trip, and there's no place like driving in, you know, in America on the highway. Um, and uh, I think there, the benefit of the U.S. is that you can go to multiple destinations in one trip. And so your holiday is worth, you have more bang for your buck with your holiday. You can have four different kinds of experiences um, on one trip. And I think that's the power of the, of, of the U.S. vacation. Having done several road trips myself, I just love being on the highway with a country music station blaring on the yeah. radio and you just come to all these tiny little places but they've all got I know they've, they've all got a story to tell yeah. and it's just fantastic do you like country music well um when you're in america yes i do yes <laughs> you gotta I get do. into it right <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not a country music fan as such but i do love country music and it just yeah. fits when you're driving keith on a country road. of course <laughs> keith is the best yeah. let's just get that right and there's a good i'll give you the tip there's a couple of Good Aussie boys from Sydney, and they're doing really well in Nashville. They're called Seaforth. Okay. See if you can follow them. That's oh. a good a good local tip. I mean, I'm a huge Aussophile, so I love I love all well, Australian music. Put, put some music. of the Seaforth songs Seaforth, absolutely. named after the Sydney suburb um, in your um, Spotify. Really, really good. So back to some business. Um, in Australia, as a lot of the world, we've had trouble with aircraft seats, you know, and the cost of tickets, you know, yeah. frightening. <laughs> but we have got a bit more seat availability because more planes are coming back out of the desert, which is quite the process, I believe. <laughs> so what about in the, in the US? What are flight numbers looking like? Is, yeah. is, is the demand for flights equal to or lower than or more than pre-COVID? Um, have you got, have the airlines got 100% of their fleets back up in the air? What's the story there? In the US? Yeah. Um, well, we're seeing that, um, you know, flight capacity is increasing. 
uh, and particularly flight capacity to the to Australia is increasing. I think we're I think from the U.S. to the U.S. we're about 70 percent of where we were in 2019. Uh, we're very optimistic that we'll recover to a full capacity by the end of this year of 20 uh, 2023. Um, so I think that's great. I think the demand is really high, as you said. You know, when demand's high, the prices are high, and so I think that Australians are seeing that. But I think we're going to see. Um, better prices, hopefully, uh, as more opportunities and more seats well, open up. Well, there's definitely lower prices coming. You, you see it on Facebook. Someone says, oh, I just got a flight, you know, 1600 return. It's like, whoa, wow, that's good. Yeah. That was there. No, that's awesome. So the more seats, the cheaper it is, which is great. Do you see how uh, a change in how the US is marketed to Australians in, in future years? Absolutely. Look, we're all changing as consumers. We're all interested in, in new and different things. And we at Brand USA will continue to market to Australians with the things that are important to them. So we're talking a little bit more about sports tourism than we had in the past because we see that that's something that's of interest to them. Uh, we're talking about the great outdoors because that's something I think that globally a lot, you know, as a result of the pandemic, a lot of people are more interested and excited about the outdoors than they were before. Uh, luxury uh, is something that we're doing. We have a partnership with Luxury Escapes that we're working on for this year. Um, and of course, the road trip experiences and focusing on um, just really promoting and creating products around uh, road trip experiences with the travel trade here in Australia. Well, I know there's a really good luxury hotel opening in Boston later this year, the yeah. Raffles. I'll have to get you there. It's their first, uh, <laughs> their first property in the US, so that's going to be... Pretty cool, because Australians amazing. are used to Raffles in Singapore, so now you can stay Raffles, Boston. Oh, how it's great. Gonna be, it's going to be a really cool. When Raffles. did you say that was opening? It's happening mid-year. Oh, wonderful. Mm. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be in Boston in well, July. Yeah. Oh, well, you should yeah. go check it out. Absolutely. For sure. I'll report back to you, Helen. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about national parks. Just a, a, an extra question for you, if that's all right. Of course. We, there's so many that Australians do not know. We know Yellowstone, we know Yosemite, we know Grand Canyon, we know Grand Teton probably. But there's so many other ones, like Great Smoky Mountains. Um, what are the, some of your favourites? The Florida Everglades. The Everglades, yes. Yeah. With the, with the gators and the mozzies probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I think, you know, the Everglades are pretty amazing where you can ride in an airboat yeah. um, all through the Everglades. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. I definitely want to I mean, do it's that. its own ecosystem, right? It's its own unique ecosystem. Um, but, yes, I think the Rocky Mountains are incredible. I spent a month in Colorado last summer and just hiking through the Rocky Mountains. It was really um, amazing. I think there's a lot of great national... I mean, you, you Bryce National Canyon in Utah is pretty incredible. There's a lot of beautiful parks. So many beautiful the parks. There. White Sands in New Mexico. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay, well, I'll have to look into that. But you're very lucky. There's just so many beautiful places. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, everyone's heard of Yellowstone, but when I went there, it actually blew my mind. It was, it was just wow on so many levels yeah. and all there in the conservation and the, promoting the history of the park and making sure that every blade of grass is pretty much left as it was. So I really, I really like that. So you're very lucky with all those national parks. And I'm glad that you did, did focus on, on their beauty in the last, like, five to ten years because yeah. Australians do love a good national park. So yeah. we and need we'll to tick them we'll off. And continue to do that. I mean, it's just it, that is a, a treasure of the U.S. Yeah, well, I'm going to be going to Great Smoky Mountains National Park because I've never heard of it. And it's actually one of the most visited. Really? In the, in the States. Yeah, I was surprised to read that. 
I think it's because it's close. It's on the border of uh, Tennessee and North Carolina. Yeah. yeah, so you can get a lot of visitors from both sides. So yeah. it's not like in the middle of nowhere like in like Alaska. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Stacey, for talking to Travel Writers Radio. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before well, we close thank off? You, thank you for having me. Um, what I would love to say is that uh, consider Brand USA a resource for all your U.S. experiences. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to hear about what you're writing, answer any questions, or connect you with the right people on the market to tell the, the most amazing stories. And what is the website that we should send them to? Brandusa.com. .com. Okay, great. And visit the USA. And visit the USA. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and enjoy your stay in Sydney. Great, thank you. Stacey Melman there of Brand USA in conversation with our Helen Hayes in Sydney. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.